Okay, morning. Um, Sam, could you pop up my uh, slide? There we go. Um, I was thinking about what to bring and praying as well. That helps about what to bring. And um, for a while, and I just kept coming back to something that um, Jared had said um, a few weeks ago when he was talking about as being a presence-orientated church, a presence-orientated people, and we've just you know experienced that now. And he talked about make friends with Niagara, um, you know, and to know and experience the the raw sound, not raw meat sound and power of God. And this isn't Niagara. Uh, this is Skogafoss, uh, which is a fantastic waterfall in Iceland and uh, it's my photo so you've got that and not Niagara um, <laughs> but you know I was thinking about that and that that phrase make friends with Niagara has just played over and over and over and over in my heart and and um, I thought you know it's that scripture isn't it that it springs from you know deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls and we and we hear that so much and and I get it I understand you know I know what Jared means you know that I'm a I'm a teacher and in one of my previous roles uh, we used to take some uh, the younger students when they first came into the school on a residential and we'd go up to the North Yorkshire Moors on an um, outward bound sort of trip and we'd take them to Gothland and we'd walk them down to Malian Spout, the little sort of waterfall at the bottom of the valley and we'd scramble over rocks and so on to get to the, to the falls and then I'd always say to the students, I'd offer them the chance to do this and they would, um, they'd often look at me and they'd say, why? And I'd say, well, when else might you get the chance to stand under a waterfall? When else might you get the chance? And you see, the majority then will just shrug and go, yeah, fair enough. And they'll quite happily scramble up and climb under and do something that they maybe haven't experienced wouldn't have the chance to experience. Now, jump forward a few years, and now I'm working with older students, I get the chance to take them to Iceland and um, get the chance to visit some slightly larger uh, falls. This is Sjeljandafoss. Do you like my Icelandic? Okay, Sjeljandafoss. And you can get the idea of the size of the falls by the person there who's dressed in white, heading through and round. You know, and it's a stunning, stunning, beautiful uh, waterfall. And... Um, there's, what it offers is a brilliant opportunity to pass behind the falls. There you go. And you can head and go right round on a full circuit. And what's great is that as you're walking round, you just, the raw builds. Because it's the closest you get. And the raw builds and the spray starts to hit the students. And the wind blows it across and buffets them as they walk round. And the thing is, they're still though, even though they're there, and they love it. They love it. They're still only experiencing the spray, the water that hits the pool and bounces back up to them, or the bit that's caught by the wind. And they experience that, but it's not the full power of the waterfall. Yet there is, around here, if you look to the right of the number, there's the water, and then there's like a strand of water that comes down there. And there is a tiny little projection of rock that sticks out into the pool. And it's right underneath that strand of the falls. But I can tell you that really... Sorry, Rach. <laughs> I say, 
who wants to go stand there? <laughs> and they look at me and they think, does he mean it? I go, who wants to go stand there? And some just go, me! Me! I can stand under the waterfall. Under the falls. Not the spray, the fall. The power. And they head out there. Others will pass up the opportunity. They'll look and they'll go, no. <laughs> Not for me. Others will go, no, because I know I won't be allowed. <laughs> some, some, I love this one, they go to me, but I'll get wet. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. I normally, my, my response is, you'll try. <laughs> or melt, one or the other. No, none of them are that bad. You know, um, you know, Others will look for reassurance and they'll say, I'll go if you'll come with me. Yeah. You know, and I make, I make trip after trip after trip <laughs> with an intrepid explorer to get soaked to the skin. And they do. They get absolutely drenched. Waterproof's no good. Soaked to the bone. But I do know that when we emerge from the water at the other side into the sun, that there is a glow and an exhilaration on the faces of those who stood under the might of the waterfall. And they don't lose it. And on the way back, when I say, what was your favorite bit? They all go, being under the waterfall. Being under the waterfall, because I might never do it again. And I did it. You know, and it's amazing. And I think God speaks of the same to us. He said, there's a roar and there's a power that I would just pour out on you. Will you make friends with Niagara? Yeah. Will you stand there? Will you let me impact your life? And some will walk by and miss the opportunity. Some will question whether it's worth it. And others will adventure. And some might go for the first, it might be the first time. For others, it might be the umpteenth time. But they'll go and they will be changed by it. Not through learning, not through thought, but through experience. You know? And this morning I asked, will you make friends with Niagara? Will you let deep call to deep in the roar of the waterfall? But let's not get blasé about this. You need to understand what we're getting into here. You know, because water's amazing. It's just an amazing substance, you know, and it, and it cleanses and it brings life and it saturates. But, but water erodes too. You know, and you see, I think deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls is a wonderful scripture, but sometimes we, we just take the scripture, that line, and we don't deal with the rest of the psalm. You know, it's Psalm 42. And it says... As the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. And my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food, day and night. While men say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God. With shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. Why are you downcast, O oh my soul? Why so disturbed within me? 
Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my saviour and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan to the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. You know, here you've got David overcome by trouble, by sorrow. And he has cried and he is downcast. It tells us he has a disturbed soul. And he cries out, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfall. And you see in the literal, if you're deep in the roar of a waterfall, then you are standing right in the pool, feeling the full power of the waters falling on you. And in the same way, you stand under the full power and glory of God. You know... And it comes to seeking God in need sometimes. In a place of, I don't know the answer. In the storm of your life. Sometimes that's where deep calls to deep. If you look at the next part of the verse, it says, all of your waves and breakers have swept over me. You know, it's talking of another force of nature here. And it's crashing on him and over him. You know, a breaker is literally where the full energy of the wave is released. And he says, it's not just dabbling up around his toes. It has swept over me. We're talking of something here which he's not in control of. Something which is completely overwhelming. The message translates it as this. Chaos calls to chaos. To the tune of Whitewater Rapids. Your breaking surf and thundering breakers crash and crush me. That's a bit less enticing, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Crash me, crush me, overwhelm me. You see, the scripture unfolds something of the duality of what's going on here and what God's getting at. You see, to move deeper into God and into his presence... Uh, to move from glory to glory, like we've talked about this morning. You know, we do, we, and we sang it this morning about glory to glory. We think of height, don't we, often? You know, there's, we can replace that equally with depth. Because we, we equally talk about wanting to go deeper into God, don't we? You know, it's the same principle. And to move deeper into God's presence, to know his power, to see his outpouring in your life and in the situation you find yourself in requires a submission and it requires an immersion often in the new old testament you know it's waters used for washing in washed in the new testament it's about immersion you know there's a conscious decision that you make daily to get under the roar of the waterfall of god to make friends with niagara And I believe in that place, deep calls to deep. Because in the deep of God's power, in the submission to his will, God wants to draw something from deep within you. There's there's a communication. It's about intimacy. Okay? But it ain't going to be of your control. And it ain't necessarily going to be tidy. 
and it ain't going to be how you plan it to be. Because, no offence, but why would you be able to box and dictate what God's going to do? You know? And that, let's be honest, that's a bit unnerving, isn't it? To put yourself in a place where you are submitted to his power and whatever he wants to do. When everything feels a bit chaotic. And to say, but God, I trust that your chaos, the power, the thing I can't get my head round, is going to draw something deep from me that connects with the deeper you. You've got to step into something unknown to succumb to a power that's beyond your control and your comprehension, to let something overpower you, to sweep over you like the waves and the breakers. I think that's scary. But it's where deep will call to deep. And here's the duality of it. You see, it's one of the Bible's paradoxes, isn't it? Because in submission to something a bit scary, you find freedom. That submission gives freedom. That's a paradox. And if you look at um, Jesus, it's a good place to start, isn't it? In Gethsemane. It says, Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Doesn't this sound like David's psalm? Stay here and keep watch with me. But you see, he chooses, it tells us, going a little further. He moved into the place. He moved under the waterfall. He moved into the deep. Going a little further, he fell on his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it's possible, may this cup, the impending sacrifice he was gonna have to make, may this cup be taken from me. In the chaos and the churning emotion and the storm, Deep calls to deep, and God draws from deep within him. Yet not as you will. No, yet not as I will, but as you will. There's a deep call to deep in the power of the waterfall. God wants us to go deep. 1 Corinthians 2.10 tells us, but God has revealed it to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God you see God has blessed us with this Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is there to reveal to us the depths of God it tells us so we're meant to be deep we're meant to go deep in God we're meant to know of him and what he wants for us God's in the depths Psalm 33 tells us he puts the deep into storehouses Psalm 95 in his hands are the depths of the earth do you know what God can contain all the scary depths, everything that looks dark and unfathomable to you, everything that seems confusing and out of control and chaotic, he can contain it all. Isaiah 63 tells us God leads the Israelites through the depths. Time and time and again, the Bible uses the term depth and deep to describe and to personify something that is vast and unfathomable. Yeah, we measure the sea in fathoms, don't we? Yeah? 
but God contains that. And it shows us something of the nature of God because we can't understand all. We can't order it all. We can't contain it all. Not in our ways and through our thoughts. But what else does the Bible tell us about the depths? Luke 5, we've got the fishermen and they've caught nothing all night and they need to catch fish because that's their livelihood. They need the fish to eat. They need the fish to trade. And in verse 4, Jesus says to them, put out where? Into the deep water. Let down your nets because there's a catch to be had. You see, the deeper God might seem scary for us and might seem a bit unnerving, but if you're willing to go there, there's a catch to be had. There's something to be gained. There's something of value. There's something that brings life. This morning, will you put yourself in the deep where deep can call to deep to see what God calls from you and what God calls for you? Now, I know it all sounds a bit scary, doesn't it? And a bit intimidating. This is... um, Oh, there they are. I forgot that picture. (laughs) There we are in the roar of the waterfall. And the hood third from the right. (sighs) You see, this looks scary and intimidating to me. Um, This is a ride. Okay, yeah, it looks fun, doesn't it? Um, At Flamingoland, Lana. Out of our family, Lana's the thrill seeker. Okay, Owen is the thrill avoider. (laughs) And we just keep quiet. (laughs) And Lana won two tickets to Flamingoland. We felt so blessed. (laughs) And and, uh, so she wanted to go over the summer. She said, I want to go on all these rides. It was like, okay. And um, so we said, well, Rachel said she'd go with her. Um, Because of us, Rachel is more likely to go on the rides with Lana. Okay, uh, we, me and Owen said, we'll come as well, we'll go look at the animals. Okay. And, um, so we, and then Rich, conveniently, um, had sciatica <laughs> over the course of the holidays. And uh, oh, mm, yeah, I'm not sure I still believe it. No, I don't, I don't. Oh, I am in so much trouble. Um, and uh, so Rich wouldn't come with us. So I went, uh, the rest of my family, they came as well, um, but none of them were into rides. And the nieces, we thought, well, if we take the nieces, they might go on something with her. No. Um, and Lana said, I want to go on this ride. It's called Mumbo Jumbo. There you go. And I want to go on this ride. It's, 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 it's in the Guinness Book of Records, apparently, because it's got the steepest drop there. Because it's not even 90 degrees, it's more. Mm. Uh, and so... Anyway, we went, we went on a few rides um, and I, I sort of said, kept saying, oh, well, we'll leave that to last. That could be the last thing we go on. Because then I thought, surely the day will run away a little bit with us and we just won't get there. Um, and Lana did keep saying, I'm not sure. I think I want to, but I'm not sure. I, I don't know. And I was going, well, we'll see. <laughs> and, um, and we get to the point where we're like, right, we've only got about an hour and a half before we go. So I was like, oh, well... Let's go on this one over here. And Lana said, but I think I do want to go on that one. Um, And I said, okay. Um, Are you sure? And she said, yeah, because she said, I think, I think that if I don't, on the way home, I'm going to regret 
that I didn't. Um, <laughs> okay. So we queued. And of course, queuing's really good, isn't it? Because not only is it fun, <laughs> but it, it gives you the chance to watch other people scream. <laughs> Which, of course, encourages you hugely. <laughs> so anyway, we, we get to the bottom and you get in, there's like a little cart thing that takes you round and there's four places. So um, myself and Lana are behind this sort of guy with his granddaughter and I'm like well if if he can manage it then uh, <laughs> maybe I was anything to convince myself and we uh, we got to the bottom and then you, you're going up that incline aren't you really slow that that one there and I was thinking well the bloke in front of me is probably gonna think mumbo jumbo is a good name because I'm praying in tongues and I'm the, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're heading up and like, we get to the top and then you're on that far left bit there and, and like there's nothing, you know, there's not, there seems to be nothing around you, you can't see the track, you're just like, you're floating and um, I remember saying to Lana, are you alright? She's like, no. <laughs> I went, Let's just close our eyes. <laughs> Hold tight. It'll be over soon. <laughs> so we swung around the corner and then down that drop and then it flips you upside down for a bit. Well, no, for about 10 hours, <laughs> it felt like. And, uh, and I said again, are you okay? And she goes, no. And then it was done. And, uh, and she went, that was the best thing I've ever done. Me too. <laughs> Best thing I've ever done! Okay. You see, it was scary and it was intimidating and we didn't know and it was out of our control and it was something that we didn't really want to do. But actually, she got some out of it. And me, seriously, I've been on Mumbo Jumbo. I'm telling everyone, you haven't been on Mumbo Jumbo! You! Oh, I have. <laughs> Yeah, you haven't been on, then you go. Um, yeah, I am dining out on this. Rich, you've got to go, you've got to go. You, want, you need to go on Mumbo Jumbo. I've been on Mumbo Jumbo. I'll watch. Um, you see, you've got to put yourself in the place, okay? And it might feel frightening. It might feel chaotic, okay? But God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. In fact, God wants to more than bless you. God wants to change your life. Yeah. He wants to fundamentally change your life. He wants you to realise your potential. But do you still really have to go in the roar of the waterfall? The quick question, answer, yeah. 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 Now, very quick, let me just show you why it's important. Why you need to put yourself in the roar of the waterfall. Why you need to do it often. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But why it needn't be scary. Okay? You see, this, let's imagine that this is the profile. Oh, my animations haven't worked. Nightmare. This is the profile of your spiritual life. Okay? You start up here at the top, at the source, 
That's where your journey begins. And it's nice when it's the first journey, isn't it? Where you start, you accept Jesus, you, you know what he's done. He's died on the cross to forgive you your sins. Yeah. You're a new Christian. And like all little streams up at the top, you flow and you bubble with excitement. And there's a chatter. And it's joyful. It's not deep, though. You've seen any mountain stream. They look fab, but they're not deep. You see, the depths are found down here. All right? And there's loads to discover. But actually, between the destination and the starting point, that's your potential. And in the natural, that's your gravitational potential energy. You see, the distance between where a river starts and a river ends determines the amount of energy that river has. And it is going to use that energy to cut a course to where it needs to be. Okay, it's an important principle. You have a starting point, but it's not the destination where God wants you to be. And between there, God has equipped you with the potential to get where you need. But you've got to move. Okay? Now, I'm sure many of you have experienced times where you've experienced something of God. You've had that epiphany, that revelation, that moment of download, that experience, the prayer, the moment in worship, whatever it is, where something just shifts. And you just go, God, you just did something there. You just changed something there. And your landscape changes. Now, the same thing happens in the natural. The sea moves. The sea goes up, the sea goes down. We're in a period of time where the sea's going up. But the land moves too. The land goes up, land goes down. Isostatic recovery. And this is why all those waterfalls exist in uh, Iceland. The land has gone up. And it changes the base level. It changes the location of the destination. Because the land comes up... And what used to be under the water is now above the ground. There's been an extension of the potential. There's more. You didn't know it was there. But God reveals to you, there's more that I want for you. If you play a games console, it's like buying an expansion pack. <laughs> it's like when you discovered long-haul flight. And now you can get to those places before you thought, that destination's beyond my reach. God wants to extend. He wants you to adventure. Because 2 Corinthians 3.18 tells us he wants to take you from glory to glory. Yeah? So where your profile once existed there, God's going to change it. God's going to reveal more to you. And he's going to go, there's this to explore to. Now, the issue with that is he also says, now I'm going to increase your potential. That sounds good, doesn't it? Going to increase your potential. But the issue that happens is you'll see that now you you have a bump in your profile. Because that's where the old sea used to be. That was where you thought you were getting to. And now God said, no, I want more for you. Now you've got to get down here. Cool. However, I've got this big lump. Because that lump, okay, represents where I thought I was going. No. 
Now the thing is, those lumps are where waterfalls are found. It's called a nick point. Okay? Because waterfalls are going to do what waterfalls are meant to do. Waterfalls aren't just meant to look nice. They do, and they're fab, but that's not their purpose. Because waterfall has a purpose. Okay? Its purpose is to get rid of stuff that's not meant to be there. All waterfalls are moving backwards. I thought I'd just like walk backwards to emphasize the point. <laughs> All waterfalls move backwards. You see, the roar of the waterfall wears away at the bottom of the cliff and it collapses and moves back. And it starts the process again and it moves back. And it starts the process again and it moves back. Because actually, the most efficient route for the river, the path it's meant to take, is that black line there. And there's bumps and there's lumps that get in the way. But the waterfall says, I'm going to remove those. I'm going to take them away. And I'm going to shape you to be the way you were designed to be. See, when God downloads, reveals, blesses you with a shift in your spiritual landscape, to move deeper into him, to, to be transformed into his likeness, We've got to get rid of some stuff that's not like him. <laughs> yeah, it'd be lovely if we just woke up one morning and that was it. You know, and I know I wake up glowing, don't I sometimes, Rich? Um, but generally, being transformed into someone's likeness means the stuff that's not like them needs to be gone. Yeah? And you get there by putting yourself in the roar of the waterfall, yeah. where you will let the waves and the breakers sweep over you. Where you say, I submit to what feels like chaos, yes. but is part of God's plan for my life. Yeah. But I have to choose to be there, to let God take what's not meant to be there anymore. And to draw something from deep within me that responds to the depth of him. And it might look chaotic, but I tell you, it's of God. And you're safe. Because you've been shaped by a loving Father who contains the depths. And do you know what's really good? He'll only do it bit by bit. Jared spoke a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? The next man. The next man journey is just that waterfall. Then that one. Then that one. Yeah. Then that one. It's like Ezekiel and, and the river, isn't it? Ankle, knee, yeah. waist. No one's asking you to lose it all in one go. And that's why it needn't be as scary as you think it might be. You know? Picture being in a swimming pool as a child. Do you remember getting deeper and deeper? And then you have that one moment where you tip, 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 tip of your toes is still in contact. But you've just got to lift your feet. And you've got to go into the depths. Because it's what God wants for you. Because he wants to shape you. And I was thinking of, you know, Peter. Yeah. Peter's is such a gem. We love Peter, don't we? Because yeah. we can't not identify with him. 
because he was cold, he was taught, he saw miracles, he walks on water, he sinks. <laughs> he asks for an explanation and gets called dull. He makes a confession of Christ and he's congratulated. He receives an amazing blessing and promise. And then he's called Satan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he can't stop talking at the transfiguration when everyone else wants him to shut up. He's always asking, but he's always engaged. He sleeps when he's asked not to. He defends Jesus. He denies Jesus. He's reinstated by Jesus. Shaping, 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 shaping. Because why we love Peter is because he just puts himself in the raw. Time after time after time after time when he could choose not to. When he could sit back and let somebody else, he puts himself in the place where he's shaped, where deep calls to deep in the roar of God's waterfall. And his life becomes something we read about and love to this day. See, you guys have potential. You've got destiny. You've got promise. And God's heart is that you would recognise it. God's heart is that you would know it. And through his spirit, he'll reveal that truth to you. And through his grace and his compassion and his power, he would shape you. But it'll be done in the roar of his waterfall. Because it's a place of change and it's a place where the depth of God's goodness will draw on what's deep in you. And there's things to gain and there's things to be removed. But know you are held in the safe, good hands of God.